Welcome to the Toffee Blues, your source for all things Everton. I'm here today with Michael and Kathleen, otherwise known as Steve O'Timothy and Sinead McGrath. Absolutely pleasure to be joined by you. How are you doing? You all right? Good, we're good. Thank, Thank you for having, having us on. Jesus, we said it, we said it at yeah. the same time. Thank you. Perfect. Uh, are you going to do that all the way through the interview? Like, just just say all the, all the, all the things in synchronisation, or is that just is that just a one time thing? No, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, yeah, how, how's lockdown been for you? I know I've ch- chatted off here, but how have you been keeping? Uh, it's like we're trying our best every day to make do with what we have I guess and yeah. make as many videos and things and then obviously Stephen has taken up the cycles so that takes up a lot of your time <laughs> yeah uh, like you know obviously there's no live shows or anything and things are different and that and but like at the end of the day we don't know anyone who's died or we don't know no. anyone who's desperately sick so or we can't complain yeah so yeah. we can't complain you know it's you know there's bigger there's bigger things in life than a few shows or whatever, you know. So, yeah, it's true. It all come around, especially when you got something to train for as well, which we, which we'll get on to. But um, yeah, for anyone who uh, anybody watching who who doesn't know enough about you already, obviously, uh, I know you've been broadcast a lot about around Everton Twitter. You're, like one of yeah, one of my yeah. favorites on Twitter. It's absolutely brilliant. All the sketches, but you do. But would you care to explain uh, some of your sketches for us and who exactly are Farmer Michael and Kathleen? Farmer Michael and Kathleen are just the stereotypical Irish couple. Kathleen is the long-suffering wife and but like the, the straight person of the, the straight videos, man. The straight yeah. Man. Um, Kathleen is more of a realist in the way she thinks, and she's more what's the word? Normal. Normal. Michael's insane. It's positive yeah. thought. And yeah. Very open and logical, but Michael is just an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, Michael changes his mind like like that every video, and like he can do a video about say Everton and then the next week he's he's cursing them out or he's like you know saying he doesn't like Everton or there one minute he's a Trump supporter then he's not and he's all over the place. Well Kathleen can also change Michael's mind very quickly too which I think makes me feel quite powerful as a character. Yeah which is nice. Sometimes Michael kind of shows that he's like intimidated. I'm sorry Kathleen you know yeah. and he's like he gets yeah. all caught <laughs> so yeah Kathleen's the boss at the end of the day, and Michael's yeah. Michael's the mental, <laughs> surreal. Is that how it works in real life as well? Oh, yeah. the difference. Yeah. I am the one with reason and logic in hey. real life. <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It works great. The characters are perfect for you both. But when did it all start off? Like, how did it get going? Like, uh, obviously, the videos and the cars and stuff. How, how did you just get into these characters, and how, how did it begin? I started doing it about five years ago in the car. I was just bored one night and I asked my brother to record me. And I just like, I always used to do accents and voices and things and just to like make friends laugh. And I was just like, here, Ronan, record me there doing this for the crack. And I had them on my phone for a while and then I put them up on the internet and they kind of like started blowing up. And (laughs) then like Ronan got scared. Yeah, his brother didn't like the attention, but it worked well in the video that Michael was talking about his wife Kathleen so yeah. he was just like just be Kathleen and I was like yeah. 
Okay. Like I introduced kind of Kathleen as like, oh, the wife Kathleen's at home, blah, blah, blah. Oh, she'll kill me, that kind of way. So then like it was the natural progression to like give Kathleen a voice. Yeah, rope Sinead into be Kathleen. And that kind of then it, <laughs> it blew up to a different level then because then obviously between it was more easier to talk back and forth than yeah. it made. You give me time. more material and time yeah. for video. Because when Sinead is talking, then I have time to think about whatever the next thing to say. Or it's I think it's kind of funny to have Michael going on a rant and Sinead continuously going like, but Mike, but Michael, you're not. But I know but exactly Michael, you're... when to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the timing's perfect. Is it scripted at all? Like, or is it all just improvised? It's, it's not scripted. Like, we'll pick a topic. So, like, with Everton, say they're playing a game, we'd pick the topic of the game or the topic of a new manager or the topic yeah. of a new signing or whatever's happening An in the world. An incident in the game that's very controversial mm-hmm. or obviously one of the, the lads scoring a fantastic goal you know something like that so we'd stick with that we have a topic but we'll kind of run through it together in our heads but nothing's written down because i just feel it wouldn't be natural or funny if yeah you to, like, go it's meant to be manic word. if it was manic mm-hmm. and rehearsed it'd sound can't write that down. yeah it'd sound active and yeah, obviously this right break and i kind of start smiling or laughing or we ended pure off the cuff weird or break into it strangely that's because like we've edited it out the beginning where like i'm laughing or messing it up or the end where i met a bollocks of it you know what i mean so yeah is this how comedy started for you then because you've kind of like since that you've kind of started doing live shows and stuff and become very popular really like and done tours around like around the UK and stuff like is is that like did you have a, a career in comedy starting before this is or is this how it, how it all started really started everything like. yeah we were doing videos for years and then people just kind of demanded yeah. it to go live yeah. and we were like, we didn't want to I remember yeah people were messaging the page would you do a live show and I was like not a check go away from rapping this live and then like it, it just got so big that people kind of you know demanded it as Sinead said and they were like come on just do shows so we tried it out for a few times and Obviously, it takes a it takes you a while to find your feet in in the game and how and to how contacts. to script it and get the contacts and, and the you know and stuff. yeah yeah um, so then it kind of we started doing it and everyone said like the the videos are great but the shows are a thousand times better so we, we were like well it's worked taken by that you know what I mean? St George's Hall five times so yeah and Epstein and yeah Epstein twice and London four times Glasgow four times. Manchester, like, or, like every place we go, we've nearly sold out. Like, so it's it's just especially in the UK. Well. Yeah, we're nearly bigger in the UK than we are in Ireland. <laughs> but that's the way it is. It's that weird. It's that weird uh, thing the Irish have that oh, we hate the Brits, and then it's like <laughs> oh, but if the Brits like him, then we love him. It's it's strange. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that, but like that was declined on Irish television until Channel Four took it. Like, I'm not comparing ourselves to other Ted, mm-hmm. but. You then know, it the back. UK took it and everyone's like, oh, Jesus, this is great. Yeah. And then we took it back. So, But it's like a lot of Irish comedians in the UK. They're bigger over there than they would be here. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Daryl Breen and things like that. And like Ashleen B. And mm. there's loads. I can't like, there's loads off the cuff. Your man from Mayo, Boyle, Boyle. He's more of an actor though, Chris O'Dowd. Yeah. Chris O'Dowd and people like that, you know. So it's it's strange. It's strange. Yeah, Irish people just seem to be funnier than than British people generally. I think. People <laughs> like laughing at us, which is fine. So. Yeah, but they kind of get it. Everyone has a Michael. Like everyone has a Michael in their family, whether he be Scouse or, you know what I mean, uh, London fella. Everyone knows a kind of person like that. That's so backward. Like you know what I mean. But you can't, you can't reason with him. But yet he's likable at the 
same time. You know, he's endearing at the same time, even though he's a complete twat. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Where did you get the inspiration for the character from? Then is that is there like someone who like you kind of based it on, or is it is it just like that person that's in every family kind of thing? It's kind of like at the beginning, it was kind of a mix of like relations and like friends, dads, and stuff, all kind of stuck together. And then he kind of took <laughs> off. And he just became his own character, and he became he had a mind of its own, his own, and just like took off. <laughs> yeah, that, like you've done all, obviously all kinds of live comedy shows as we're talking about, and you've got your book as well. Do you ever just look back from the start and think how mad of a journey it's been to kind of come from just sitting in your car doing videos to doing all these live shows, and it's kind of like it's completely blown up. Like, hasn't it been just like a crazy journey? Uh, it's scary when you look back at it. I used to work in a pet shop. Yeah, <laughs> in accountancy, and I could never even imagine myself doing that anyway. So it was grand that this came along, and it's kind of like all the people we've met, and like yeah, we've been very fortunate to meet so many people that we would never have met had yeah. this not happened. Like I got to meet Britney Spears, and without this, I would never have met Britney Spears. Oh, and just people, sort of... we've met Conor McGregor, we've met so many people. Those be like Everton legends and. And Irish James football Cole players and, and, and things like that. So yeah, I've called man's WhatsApp number, which is gas. Mm. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah, and I promise I won't prank you. I promise. <laughs> you should. You should. <laughs> That'll be funny. He, yeah, obviously, he, changed, he probably changed his number already. <laughs> yeah. He's got a separate number just for you. Just for your. Just for your messages. <laughs> Do not answer. <laughs> Where did the Everton link come about then? Because obviously, uh, or Evan, Evanton, as, as you uh, daily know them, uh, like where did they come from? Like, did you both grow up supporting Everton, or like, did you kind of develop it? It's very misunderstood because yeah. I yeah. get like so many messages and comments, and they're like, you know, you don't have to follow Everton or football at all just because your boyfriend yeah. does. Yeah, and <laughs> that's like, it is very sexist. Yeah. And Stephen didn't really. Stephen always liked Everton, I guess, but it wasn't the team that he followed at all. I didn't growing really up, follow any team? No, yeah, but my like... granddad Bernard is from Liverpool. He grew up um by Stanley Park, and he followed Everton as a child, and he followed Dixie Dean everywhere, and he kind of fed that into me as a child. And my dad, not literally, no. <laughs> he didn't beat you. My dad is a cop, I though, because he um, rebelled against my grandfather. So I think I very easily, because I was so close to my granddad, took his side. So Everton has been in my life since, like, before I was born. Um, and I kind of just always mentioned it and spoke about it with my dad or with Stephen and stuff. And Stephen was like, you know, there is a huge Irish connection with Everton and all the players and stuff. And we decided, why not jump on the bandwagon? We, really, we didn't really think about it too much. We just... Like, no, I, I remember suppose you I saying only... to me that Wayne Rooney was stopping international football. So then we decided to do the video. Because he was with Everton at yeah. the time. And, and it was more like Michael misunderstand. Michael was more like a bandwagon jumper because you were on about Everton, obviously. And you were a fan. So I was just like, Everton, the greatest team ever. You know, I was almost like, <laughs> kind of, at the beginning, Michael was a bandwagon jumper. He was kind of like, Everton, Everton, the mighty toffee sweets, you know. So kind I of... think the main point is that women can like football and they don't have to be influenced. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she brought yeah. everything into your life. I told her to say that. You done well. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, yeah. <laughs> Stick it to the script. Love it. Now, yeah. um, obviously, you mentioned as well, you've spoken to you mates with, good mates with Coleman now. There's been a big link with uh, Everton over and Ireland over the years. We've had some great players like uh, Kevin Sheedy, other, other players like James McCarthy, Kevin Kilban over the years. But what yeah. I... 
what other run-ins have you had with uh, with Irish Evertonians as well as like obviously Seamus Coleman and how did how did you come to meet him and and the others as well? We got to interview Lee Crowsley before, and he was so 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 nice, but is like talking to Washington. He's very shy. <laughs> very shy. No, he's actually lovely, but I think he's probably so fed up with like threats and stuff like yeah, that. Then yeah. when you ask him a question, it's just yes, you know. But I think he was yeah. kind of afraid of Michael as well because I was interviewing him as Michael, so uh, that can be quite intimidating. Yeah. So. Um, I think Seamus has got to know us from. The videos, because yeah. when we'd be around Goodison for games and stuff, he would reach out to talk to us. Yeah, we were there like one day, and all the kids were lining up to meet the players and stuff. And I drove in because Sinead and one of our uh, support acts, Paul and Johnny, went around the corner. So I drove in like your man knew me at the gate, and he was going, "Go, go on, Michael." So I was like, "Lovely." Drove straight in, and I got out of the car, and people said, "Went over to get photos with me," and I was <laughs> surreal. And the players were kind of looking. Good. And then Seamus was like, Michael, Michael. So he went over and we chatting away to them. And it was just, it was so surreal. It was so weird. And like, you know, it took us about 40 minutes or an hour to get from like the infamous like 37. From Sarah Halpin's house to Goodison Park. To, to Goodison Park. We were stopped so much by so many people. And we were Jeez. like, oh my, my God, this is, this is just so weird. Like, this is what it's like to be kind of famous. You know what I mean? It was so <laughs> strange. It was so surreal. Like, yeah, and it was just crazy and then to go meet like people from Everton in the community and get a tour around what they do with the schools and mental health and everything and it's just like it was just it was just crazy and they've been so good to us and like you know it's just we talked to people in the club what's your name then? Richard Kenyon Richard Kenyon and everything and, but it's uh, it's just so cool I suppose because they see it as beneficial to them as well because obviously on this side of the pond like we do raise the profile of Everton as a club. You know what I mean? Because we've got so many messages from people, parents that, oh, he wanted a Man United jersey originally, but he wants to support Everton now because Farmer Michael does. So just things like that are so cool and so touching, you know. Yeah, that's brilliant. Obviously, raising the profile of the club over there, but you've got su- such a massive support over here now as well from the videos. Must be yeah, like, yeah. Must, be, must be great coming over and getting all the fans. I, I didn't know you'd done any gigs here. I'll have to come and start attending as well. But I saw um, in another interview you'd done, you don't just do comedy clubs, you do nightclubs as well. Would you fancy coming to a Liverpool nightclub and doing a gig one time? Nightclubs anymore. That, yeah, is, that was so like stressful. Oh, yeah. It's just drunk, sweaty, smelly people on top yeah. of you. Yeah. yeah, people are a bit like, you know, and they have a few drinks in them and they get brave. And they're yeah. but, like, we're glad that we don't have to rely on doing that anymore because. I went to a nightclub or a comedy club in like three years. It's all theatres now, which yeah. I'm very. Thankful yeah. for. Yeah, we did a comedy club of it was well known, obviously. Yeah, yeah, we still like we still do the Ireland's smallest comedy club in Galway. You know, when you're oh, messing yeah. around with new material or you want to get get ready, you haven't done a show in a while and you have a big show coming up, just go in and kind of mess around in there because you feel comfortable. And obviously, Johnny, who runs that, he's one of our it is Ireland's smallest comedy club. It holds like 15 people, yeah, but yeah. it's like packed yeah. out yeah. every night. Yeah, it's so popular. Like. I'd love to do though the is it the hot water comedy club in the yeah the big I'd like to do that yeah I've done it yeah yeah it'd be cool yeah it's a good one that they've got two they've got two places now they've obviously got the one in Seal Street in the um and they've also bought another bar which used to be the Magnus which is just up the road but they're really good them Paul Smith the guy who does it like it's, it's class there they did love to have you on I'm sure and that'd sell out I'm sure in no time so. Uh, Put a word in for you. That'd, that'd be class. Um, and I'd definitely, I'd definitely come and attend as well. But now, um, 
back to the Everton link anyway. Like, kind of, since you've been doing the sketches on Everton, have, have you both kind of like, especially like, especially you, Steve, I, I haven't not like watched them before that. Do you follow Everton? Do you watch them more now just to kind of see what's going on so you can base your sketches off that as well? Yeah, yeah. Even if we can't get the match, because obviously over here it can be difficult to get the matches sometimes. You'll get a, you'll get a, a, a stream online and we put it up on the telly. And like, as a person that never really was too much into like Premier League football, I'd be I'd be an international kind of football fan. That's what I'd be mad into. Our League of Ireland when I was a kid. But like, you get sucked into it so much, and you get so like you find yourself literally being so aggressive. But at the same time, then you're always thinking at the back of your mind, how can I twist this? How can I twist this? So if we lose, obviously you have to see the the bright light between the loss but then when you win you're cocky because Everton are back Kathleen you know you're always thinking you're trying to enjoy the match but you're always thinking as well how can I swing this how can I put this well like you know so it's always thinking about a sketch and it's like it's almost instantaneous we're waiting like till the full time whistle is blown to go out to the car you know what I mean grab the jersey (laughs) go out to the half time give a sketch half time come back in (laughs) yeah sometimes like we'll do a match uh one before a match and then one after a match. You know what yeah. I mean? So crazy. <laughs> That's brilliant. How long how long have you been a blue then? How, how long have you been kind of following them and uh, what moments stick out to you in terms of your your best Everton moments? I think your first game in Goodison when we played Southampton and we drew. Yeah. Just um, because I was there. Yeah. And we were there in person. You know what I mean? And, and Shane Long ignored us. Shane Long huh? ignored us. Yeah, yeah. 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 We ignored everyone. The bus the Southampton yeah. fan bus was or the team bus was outside and even your man that was driving the bus was like it's Farmer Michael and Kathleen and some of the players then Shane Long just like that diva on into the bus didn't say a thing and I was like oh not yours no but but mine but as Farmer Michael and Kathleen yeah yeah and it was it was crazy so that tales above anything else because we were there and I suppose then the trip to the derby in in that oh, ass what's that ground, ground called again? Tranmere Tran- Tran- yeah 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 no playing those uh, other side in their little uh, dinky stadium <laughs> away yeah but that was weird though because that was like Jesus we seen we saw firsthand the venom like the literal venom like spit coming out of people's mouths shouting over like and trying reaching over like the the stands like trying to like grab people and throwing shit and then there's I was people actually really t- upset though because we were obviously in the away stand well I wasn't upset well I was upset at the result but the we were in the away stand and right next to us I think is the, the Kenny Douglas stand or something and um there was this guy that kept waving at me and I was like who is this and he kept waving and then he started saying Sinead Sinead and he kind of came as close as he could and I did too. And he was a childhood friend of my dad's and he knew my granddad. And I thought that was really nice for two sides to come together. But then the security guard was like, no talking. You're not allowed near each yeah. other and stuff. And I was like, we're not going to like beat the yeah. shit out of each other. I know this person. He I would have. Really- he was a red. I would have threw something at him. But it's still cool meeting yeah, someone yeah, that's like your granddad. Yeah. But it was, it was weird then because like, obviously I went in in the wheelchair because I can't walk far. And, uh, so I was in the disabled section and people, there was like, like coins, you could hear coins and like flares and stuff coming down on top. And I was like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, like the, there's disabled children here beside me. You know, it was kind of, 
And it's kind of scary. Not really scary. You were more disappointed in the mm. fact that someone would throw down things not knowing you might hit a disabled child. You know, it's a bit... <laughs> no, I'm not saying that only happens at Anfield. You know what I mean? But obviously, <laughs> kind of scary. You know what I mean? It was a bit scary. Scary for that's them. Horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's awful. I was the one that got hit in the head. Yeah. Did you get hit, yeah. Yeah, someone hit me in the head with like a really big pig coin. I'm like, what the hell? Free money. Free money. Free <laughs> really like it. Yeah. Still. 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 Yeah. Uh, shows in Liverpool around the Premier League um, calendar so yeah. whenever we have a gig we go to a match most of the time if it's at home because we don't know where we'll be if the match is away and stuff so. yeah so if we're like if we have a gig coming up we'll always <clears throat> go to the nearest match to that or if we're going over for a match we'll try and put on a gig around that as well yeah. so it's kind of it's interlinked now obviously so perfect I have Blues fan now you, you, you stuck with the toffees now aren't you, you I know I too late, I'm in too deep now, like I can't get away from it. <laughs> it's like, horrible, it? everything like Liverpool fans, green, old blue, and I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's lighthearted banter, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's funny. That's the, that's decent. Um, just to move on to as well, obviously, um, you're doing the um, the charity bike ride at the moment, um, made 30, it's coming up very soon. Obviously, people can still donate to the link as well. We've put, I'll make sure we put the link in the description as well to donate because this is absolutely class what you're doing. A uh, five, five kilometer bike ride, which normally to, to, to anyone else, that, that's just a five kilometer bike ride, nothing. But to you, obviously, you had an accident. Um, was it, was it 12? How many years ago was it now? Years ago, yeah, yeah. Obviously, my motorbike accidents, like how, how yeah. difficult was it? Was it coming back from that for you to obviously to get to this point where you can do a charity bike ride and raise money for charity? Like, I do. Like, it's kind of an amazing journey. How, how how difficult was it to overcome that? Uh, I suppose I've never really overcome it because I'll never like walk on it. You know, I'll yeah, always yeah. use a crutches. So it's kind of like I came through it mentally, but physically yeah. not. I think the the mental side of it is a lot harder than the physical to come to terms with the fact that you'll you'll never walk again. You'll never kick a football again. You'll never you'll never walk again. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, you know, curbs become your enemies. A wet leaf on the ground can literally kill you. You know, so you, it's it's very hard. Like even my brother be out kicking around a ball, and I'm just sitting on the wall drinking tea, looking at him, and it, it kind of you get depressed about it. But then, as I said, you you overcome that, and you kind of like you know, obviously doing what we do, you get gain a bit of confidence. And obviously, at the beginning, no one knew I was disabled, and I'd hide it. I'd make sure my crutches weren't seen. I didn't want anyone to know because I'm so. It was almost like I was embarrassed by my legs and I was embarrassed about the wheelchair and things. And I remember the first time I put up a post on my page with me sitting in a wheelchair. I discussed it with Sinead for about like four days because mm-hmm. I was so worried about it. And I was so kind of, what? how do I put this across and how do I write about that in a way? And the, like the level of support then I got, I was literally crying that evening. I was like, they literally don't care. I just thought they they would care because I cared so much. And that I see it as such an embarrassing thing, even though it shouldn't be, you know, that kind of way. Yeah, yeah. There's some like obviously it's it's once you once it's out there, it's kind of like it should be a stigma around it, but obviously it's it's a big hit to get over. But to get to the point where you're doing a charity bike ride as well, and it's out in the open, it's kind of like 
I'm doing this because I'm in a wheelchair and you're donating the money to the Irish Wheelchair Foundation as well, which is which is amazing. That's like what a journey to come on. Obviously, we just commend you for how great that is. Obviously, as well, you've you've had some support from Seamus Coleman and from plenty of the celebrities yeah. as well who sent your videos. What's that been like yeah. getting that kind of support? Oh, it's crazy. Like it kind of at one side you're like. Uh... Oh, this is nice. And the other side, oh God, I'm in too deep now. There's no turning back now. I'm, you know what I mean? Like Tyson Fury and Seamus Coleman and Paul McGrath and Gary Lineker, Don French, you know, all these like <laughs> oh, people you would have, obviously as a, a young, as a, a 38 year old Irishman, I would have grown up hating Gary Lineker, but <laughs> I, still at the same time, you know, it's nice. Paul McGrath wasn't his best friend. Oh, he missed up Chris. Sorry. But uh, yeah, like as I remember clearly, the like ninety World Cup and like eighty eight European Championships and the ninety four World Cup, which England weren't at, so that was great. Uh, <laughs> so, but I remember all English fans at that time were actually supporting Ireland because you weren't in it, and that, yeah. was, that was cool at the same time. Yeah, England But let's camp. It's just been crazy all the shout outs and the call outs. It's been brilliant, like, and it's. You know, whatever kind of gets the word out there a bit more and gets people donating. And like, like even today, I met up with a, a mother and her daughter and she wanted to give me her money from her chores. Oh. For, and it was so like, it was just so touching. You know, it was like that. It's things like that that mean the world to you. You know, the little girl, you know, it's like, here's my chore money, you know. And I didn't want to accept it because I was saying to her mother on Facebook, no, I can't, no, like I can't, like. She's not she really wants it. That's why she done them to give it to you for the the wheelchair association. So it's just like, you know, okay, I'll meet up with her with her, I'll get a picture and all that. And she was like, Oh my god, she's gonna be like so happy. And I was like, No, she's the one doing the good thing. I'm only I'm only a twat in a car meeting you. Yeah. For, you know I, mean? I still I still surreal that people would actually want to meet me or people like to meet me, or even after the shows in Liverpool that like people queue up for ages to like for the meet and greet and they tell us like their deepest secrets and things about their you know about children I that have passed and yeah 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 you know people that have passed on and stuff and you know it's really touching and they give us little gifts and objects that mean the world to them little souvenirs from Goodison or you know scarves and things and it's it's crazy it's crazy oh, that's so nice yeah it's- it's really good. Once you've got that done as well, what what's next for uh, what's next for Michael and Kathleen in the in the in the journey? Like what, what's kind of the next step? We're just dying for the football to come back. We're <laughs> like dying for it to come back because like you can make videos about like obviously I'm gonna make a few like a few kind of sketched in my head already, but like you want you want that that topical controversial thing, and there is always something with everything. And without that happening, it's almost like you're kind of you feel like you don't even want to do a video because like, <laughs> you want to do a video about everything and because it's always kind of like you'll do an odd video about Trump or Johnson or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, you get tired of it and you're like, bring the damn football back so we can get back to doing what we love. You know what I mean? Obviously, <laughs> I'm going to do one about Celtic now in a few minutes. You know, Michael doesn't understand Celtic. He calls them Celtic. Yeah. He doesn't understand anything about the the rivalry with the with Rangers up in Scotland or in the north for that matter. So like we haven't even sketched it out in our heads yet, but obviously we'll do something about it. So we haven't decided yet. So go with the flow. <laughs> yeah, I was watching one of them before. Are you gonna are you gonna adopt the Bundesliga team? Well, well, that's the only only league out there. Or are you just gonna wait until? I was thinking of doing that and a sketch about that, like 
you know, mispronounced like Borussia Mönchengladbach terribly. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they should the Germans. The Germans are back, Kathleen. They never went away. You know what I mean? They never, <laughs> like, you know, their history. No, the Germans have been great to Europe, Kathleen, you know. <laughs> Obviously, touching on that, yeah. that shall not be named. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's quality. Uh, just finally as well, is there any, 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 um, any message you want us to pass on to Evsonians for you? Just that we're so, we're so thankful. We're so thankful with the sport and the way you've taken us to to your hearts, literally. And, you know, we thought at the start that maybe, oh, they'll probably hate us because they'll probably think we're, like, taking the piss or whatever, like, you know. But you haven't, and you see it for what it is. And so many people, like, go, like, you know, when Everton loses, like, I've been waiting for this sketch all day because I knew you'd bring a laugh to us instead of us being, you know, it's off with the loss. So things like that are incredible. And just... Thanks for the sport and thanks for coming to the shows and thanks for adopting us, I suppose. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Puts a smile on our faces as well, obviously, when we've lost the game. Just a, just a, just a laugh to pick us up, obviously, because coming yeah, as an Evertonian. Yeah, yeah. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. And those exactly. other showers, you know, they'll, they'll rub it in. So you'd <laughs> yeah. rather have rubbing it in in a light-hearted way than, than the alternative. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, you've got a lot of sadness as Evertonians, but you take us up, so very grateful for you for that. But no, uh, thanks a lot for speaking to us today. It's been a pleasure to speak to you, and uh, best of luck with the uh, bike ride as well. We'll put the link, obviously, in the description. Donate whatever, whatever you can to such an amazing cause, and the journey you've come on is fantastic. So thanks a lot for joining us again. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. We appreciate it big time. No problem at all. Yeah, so uh, we'll put the link in the description, obviously, of course. And thanks for joining us and um, join us next time on the Toffee Blues. Thanks very much.